1: Many people may think that this is cool, but trust me, my appearance, which is similar to her, resulted in a very dangerous adventure. Those who see me every day are already used to the fact that I look like Billy, but strangers are always confusing me with her. It used to be quite usual for me to give someone an autograph or take a selfie with them. However, at first I tried to prove to everyone that I was not a celebrity so that they would finally leave me alone. But then I came to terms with this because it was easier just to pretend that I was her than to explain something to others. People just didn't believe me and really thought that I was Billy. And while many would really like such special attention, I am not excited with it at all. Every day, someone stops me to talk or take a photo. At such moments, I understand how hard it is to live for the celebrities who are being literally followed all the time. But in fact, once, my appearance even stood me in a good stead. After classes, I went to a pizzeria. Just in case, I put a hood on my head, just so that no one would bother me while I was eating. However, after I ordered a large pizza and a few milkshakes, I realized that I had forgotten my wallet with money at home. I didn't know what to do and even got a bit anxious. At that moment, I came up with the idea to take advantage of my similarity with a celebrity. When I took off the hood... I didn't even have to call the waitress to where I was sitting. She immediately came up to me herself and asked for an autograph. I gladly signed her work notebook and also gave autographs to other fans who were sitting at the tables next to me. The administrator also rushed to us after hearing the noise. When he saw me, a broad smile appeared on his face, and he asked me to sign a photo for his daughter. When I explained my situation to him, he said that for such important guests as me, the whole menu here is on the house. I was more than satisfied by such a scheme. After the case in the pizzeria, I decided not to stop, because if I looked like Billy so much, then why not take advantage of some of the benefits? For example, in one clothing store, I was given a huge discount on the entire store. Also, I could visit a small cinema, which was located next to my house, absolutely free. At that moment, such trivial things as autographs and photos with fans which used to annoy me earlier, no longer bothered me because I received many benefits from my appearance. However, I faced other problems soon enough. As it turned out, Billy had a lot of crazy fans who literally followed me around everywhere. One of them even managed to somehow cut off a whole strand of my hair, and the other one was secretly waiting for me in the park wearing the costume of a tree and then attacked me, telling me how much he loved my songs. I even had to call the police to make him stop bothering me. However, the attacks of fans were actually harmless compared to the acts of those who hated the singer. Once, someone threw tomatoes at me when I was leaving the store in new clothes. In another case, a guy pretended to be my fan, and when I came up to him to take a photo, he pepper-sprayed me in the face. After that incident, I stayed at home for several days and did not want to go anywhere. And once, I was almost caught lying. The thing is that on that evening, one of Billy's fans was working at the box office at the cinema. I went there, as usual, to watch a movie for free. The fan was really surprised that I showed up there and asked how I could be at that place. Because in the morning, she had read on my page that I was in a totally different city. So I had to come up with a stupid story that it was fake. And in fact, I needed to hide for a while. Fortunately, the girl believed me, but since that moment, I've been more careful. However, the thing that happened to me a week later was beyond common sense. As usual, I had a free lunch at the pizzeria. But when I got out of it, some people caught me around the corner and immediately put me in a car. I didn't even have enough time to realize what had happened. Just a few minutes later, I was blindfolded. Also, a gag was put in my mouth, and my arms as well as my legs were tied. I didn't know what was going on and where I was being taken, but I was really scared. I was brought to an old house and put in a chair. In front of me, there stood two men looking very formidable. They were extremely happy about the fact that they had caught Billie Eilish herself. When they took the gag out of my mouth, I started explaining to them that, in fact, I was not Billie, but just looked like her. My words made the kidnappers laugh out loud. They told me that they had been following me for several days and saw me introduce myself as a celebrity everywhere, giving autographs and chatting with fans. I had to explain the whole situation to them in detail. But of course, they didn't believe me anyway. The criminals wanted to get a huge ransom for me. I tried to convince them that nothing would work out because they grabbed an ordinary girl who looked like a celebrity. But I didn't achieve what I wanted. On the same day, they put the camera right in front of me to record a video that they were going to send to Billy's studio. The kidnappers even managed to find out its address. They said that they were demanding $2 million for letting me free. And until they received this money, I was supposed to stay there. At this time, I was thinking about whether I would be saved. After all, I'm not Billy Eilish. And apart from my parents no one would probably notice that I was missing. The tape that they wanted to send would be useless in any case. The studio would just most likely laugh at them. After the recording was made, the kidnappers uploaded everything to a USB flash drive and sent it to the studio's address. They were already dreaming about how they would soon sunbathe near the ocean on some islands. I was really scared. I knew that the criminals would never lay a finger on me because hurting me would not bring them any benefits but it was really terrifying for me to realize that I was in some unknown place, tied to a chair, and surrounded by some weird people. I regretted having pretended to be someone that I was not. It would have been better if I had continued to avoid everyone and give autographs from time to time instead of fearing for my life now. No one knows what to expect from these kidnappers when they realize that I'm not Billy. So now, it's been two days since they sent the flash drive. The criminals were very angry that they did not receive any response from the studio. Then they decided to make a new recording, but this time with threats. To be honest, this did not help either, because the blackmailers did not manage to get at least some answer. Then one of them began to lose his temper. He was constantly saying that they screwed up and they won't gain anything. But the second one continued to remain calm and tried to bring his friend to his senses. But he failed to do this. When this psycho took out a pistol, I immediately got anxious, because he was out of his mind and was waving a loaded weapon all over the place. I was afraid that he would shoot me, and then I would definitely be done. I couldn't hold it, and started crying. The kidnapper told me to shut up and threatened me with a pistol. But fortunately, at that moment, the door opened with a banging sound, and the police broke into the house. They immediately caught the criminals and untied me. I got hysterical because I was very scared and could not calm down. I tried to testify, but because of sobbing, I couldn't put the words together. I was immediately sent to the hospital, and my parents were informed about this right at that moment. When I was lying in the ward, under the influence of sedatives, my parents came and hugged me. Mom was crying and constantly saying that she was really worried about me. Dad could hardly hold back tears as well. It turned out that my parents went to the police on the very evening when I was abducted because I did not return home for a long time. The police said they would find me, but the case didn't have any progress until people from Billy's studio contacted them because they also asked for help. After seeing the recording, they did not stand aside and did not wait. Even more panic was created when the criminals sent the second part, which they had made not very carefully. The kidnappers did not notice that on that recording, there was an open window in which a street sign with the number of the neighboring house and the road name was clearly visible. The police managed to orient themselves and find me. Mom said that the hunt for these criminals had lasted for a long time because they had managed to rob several small shops in the neighboring towns even before they kidnapped me. When I was discharged from the hospital, together with my parents, I went to the police station where the agents of Billy Eilish were sitting. I told them about everything that had happened to me as best I could, because it was very unpleasant and scary for me to recall all of it. People who represented Billy said that she was very sorry for what had occurred. They also added that the singer wanted to support me, so she was giving me two VIP tickets for her concert. After that incident, I never pretended to be Billy again. And I also changed my image so that I no longer looked like a celebrity. However, it didn't really help me because sometimes people still confuse me with her. This story totally turned my life around. I can no longer feel completely safe because all the time it seems that someone wants to kidnap me again. Would you like to look like some celebrity? Give your answers in the comments.
2: I dashed along the hallway, then skidded to a halt in front of the classroom door. Ah, I was late again. Miss Anderson, what's your excuse today? "'Morning, sir. I'm sorry, but my spaniel hit my shoes, then I tripped over a package by my front door, then my heap of a junk car wouldn't start, and that's enough. Good God. Please sit down. Ashley already took attendance.' What? So much for my perfectly crafted excuse. Mr. O'Shaughnessy totally would have let it slide, but she had to ruin it. I'm Ashley. I'm pretty. I'm perfect. Everybody likes me. Well no one likes teachers' pets Ashley. Think I'm being too harsh on her? <laughs> Just ask anyone about Ashley Mae Anderson. Ashley's father's a vet with a medal of valor. They even had dinner with the president at the White House. For her sweet 16, she rented out the swankiest club downtown for an entire weekend. And David Guetta DJed. Ashley dated two college boys at the same time, and when they found out, things got physical. Okay, okay, maybe not all of that was true, but who cares? Look, the main character here is me. Hi, my name's Ashley Mae Anderson. I know, what a freaky coincidence, right? But that's the only thing we had in common. Because unlike popular Ashley, I'm just a normal teen who's just minding her own business. But then she transferred here and messed up everything. This happens every time I open my locker. And they're not addressed to me, but to Ashley. Jeez, why do boys go so cuckoo bananas over that pretentious princess? I gathered that whole cluster and dumped them on Ashley's desk. Here's your delivery for the day. Oh, I have no use for those things. You can keep them if you want. (laughs) How snobby. I know those rumors weren't all lies. Alright, if you said so. Being mistaken for Ashley was so annoying that I did consider putting a sign on my locker or something. But I suppose sometimes it actually had its perks. Like when I accidentally knocked over a trash can in the school's parking lot. But upon knowing my name, the janitor said my father was his commanding officer back in the day and let me off. And believe it or not, these mix ups didn't only happen at school. Once, my family went out for dinner and the staff at this restaurant thought we were the other Andersons. They must be some really important people cause the super attentive waiters topped up our drinks for free and gave us complimentary desserts. Pretty sweet, right? Only when we were leaving, things almost went south when the manager shook my dad's hand and said, Thank you for your service. My dad seemed confused but fortunately, I dragged him away before they busted us. I mean, Ashley's been enjoying these privileges her entire life, so it's fair I benefit a little from them. Especially since I have to endure being called her Walmart version. Anyway, back to me. I arrived home to find a teary-eyed girl sitting on our front porch. She must be one of Billy's exes. If your brother's a jock that all girls flock around, you'd get used to this real soon. He went through girlfriends quicker than hair gel, and he always had some peeves about them, like Mandy, too clingy, Katie, too dramatic, Maggie, too flirty, the list goes on. Then, as soon as my backpack hit the bedroom floor, my door burst open. Hey, I need your help. What? Need a hand to make up with Cry Barbie out there? She's ancient history. Check this out, her name's Jane Brown. Ain't she a beaut? I immediately recognized her. She's the waitress that he kept eyeing the other day. Now, he needed my help to ask her out and not seem creepy. So, I suggested taking her to his friend Alexander's party this weekend. How do you know about that? Isn't that cool people exclusive? As if I wanted to. I was added to their group chat by accident because they thought I was Ashley. (laughs) right. Hot Ashley. You should come too. I'll be with Jane, but Victor will be there. Wait, I'll see my crush at that stupid party? Sign me up then. Jocks, cheerleaders, stuck-up kids, this place was packed with people like Billy. My brother briefly introduced me to the host Alexander, while Madison followed him around looking all shy and gooey-eyed. Wasn't she bothered that all Alexander seemed to care about was if anyone had seen Ashley? I also got to officially meet Jane, but the person I was looking for was Victor. He's so much more than just a cute face in the crowd. He's the peanut butter to my jelly. But before I could talk to him, a bunch of dudes popped out of nowhere. This is Ashley? Oh man, I thought she was supposed to be pretty. No offense though. She's a six if you squint hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm squinting now and you're barely even a two yourself. No offense though. What What did did you say? say? Don't worry, you could still go after pretty girls. They just need a crate of fear first. The crowd suddenly felt silent and stared at us. This party is so lame. Peace out, losers. Anywhere is better than that stuffy elitist hellhole. But it's a bummer I didn't get to talk to Victor. He's Billy's best bro and used to come hang out at our place pretty much every day. But not anymore. Gus has been avoiding me ever since I told him I had feelings for him. <sighs> I was going to settle things with him tonight, but those jerks ruined it. Do I need to print my own t-shirt saying, I'm Ashley, you must be looking for Ashley? The next day, while looking for Victor, I heard someone calling my name, but I turned around only to see Alexander calling for, ugh, Ashley. So annoying. I saw him make a move on her, but she said guys like him bored her, then proceeded to list all his flaws. Oof. Harsh. From then on, I tried my best to avoid Ashley and thought my life would be light and breezy, but nope. On the contrary, I found myself in a series of unfortunate events. One day, a stack of religious magazines randomly showed up on our doorstep. But the real kicker was, they were all addressed specifically to me. And there was absolutely no way to convince my family and neighbors that I wasn't a member of the Church of Scientology. Two days later, all of my clean clothes had some weird stains and holes on them. I had to beg Billy to lend me some of his. That day, I went to school in an old jersey, looking like a midget. Ugh. Then, this Monday, I became the center of attention by showing up with my face covered in pimple patches and band-aids. Well, that's because I woke up to countless cystic acne and didn't have enough patches. This resulted in me being called the mummy for five days straight. But the final straw was my car having two flat tires. The clock was ticking, so I asked Billy to take me to school. However, he just flat out refused, saying he'd already promised to pick Jane up. No other choice. I had to ride my old bike. When I saw Billy's car in the driveway, my pettiness got the better of me, so I splashed my half-empty milk carton over the windshield. I'm on my way. Oh my god, you little brat! Sorry babe, you won't believe what my sister just did! seeing Billy's reaction was chef's kiss. <laughs> you got it coming, big bro. The next day, my car was fixed, so I managed to get to school early. Looks like my string of bad luck was finally over. Okay, let's see who wants to confess to Queen Ashley today. From... Victor? Oh no. Why him? I stood there frozen with a letter in my hand, still processing the situation when a friend came and showed me something on her phone. It's a video of me singing and dancing in my room! No one's supposed to see this, ever! it had been uploaded by some throwaway account, but who else could it be but... Jesus Christ, Billy! I rushed home to see Billy and Jane cuddling in the living room. How's he still so calm after pulling that on me? I confronted him, and he didn't even bother denying it, and even said that's what I deserved for vandalizing his car. We screamed and shouted at each other, but before we ended up in a fistfight, he stopped and stumped off to his room. I was still fuming, glaring at his shadow, and I saw Jane gawping at me in delight. Don't blame your poor brother too much, dear. It was I who pulled the strings. What? Jane? But why? We'd barely even interacted. Then she went on about all of my mishaps lately were her doings. Yep, my so-called bad luck, it had been Jane all along. That's for stealing Alexander from my sister. He's her first love. Do you know how heartbroken Zoe has been? Wait, Zoe who? And why on earth would I choose to mingle with that playboy Alex? Kudos to this girl for thinking I could ever steal someone's boyfriend. Hello, I'm still struggling with my lifelong crush over here. I tried to tell her she made a mistake, but she wouldn't listen. Stop denying it. I know it's you. You're East High's Ashley with a vet dad that checked all the boxes already. Hold up. There's another Ashley Mae Anderson in our school. She's Ashley with EY. I'm Ashley, E-I-G-H. Her dad is a war veteran. My father is a veterinarian. Oh, snap. Good lord. She devised this intricate plan, approached Billy just to make it work, and was successful for the most part, well, apart from having the wrong person, just amazing. Jane apologized and promised to take down the video, however, she wanted me to help her take revenge on Ashley in return. I didn't want to get involved, but I also never wanted to be on her bad side again, so I reluctantly agreed. But if you think about it, Jane's story didn't quite add up. Ashley seemed to have a holier-than-thou attitude and had dozens of admirers waiting in line. Why would she get in between them? Not to mention, Alexander's a notorious player who Ashley already ruthlessly rejected. I believe there's more to this. As expected, thanks to that video, my school life was now even more awkward than usual. But it didn't matter, as I was too preoccupied with Operation Ashley. Today's mission, approach her after cheerleading practice. I stood in the corner, behind the bleacher, waiting for my chance, but before I showed myself, I saw Madison march over, say something to Ashley, then storm off. After that, Ashley started sobbing. I didn't know what happened, but I felt bad for her. So I tried comforting her, but she kept brushing me off. Look, you can keep the Ice Queen act all you want, but I know you have feelings too. I thought you might have something else you want to share with me, not just a name and it was like it pulled a lever that let out all of her bottled-up emotions, and we had a heart-to-heart all afternoon. Just as I thought, things weren't what they seemed. We'd better talk this through with one another, so I set up a meeting at a cafe in the South Coast Plaza, as they wouldn't dare to cause a scene in public, right? Anyway, Ashley clarified that Alexander and her weren't a thing, while assuring Zoe that she deserved a guy much better than him but Alex was really sweet to me. He gave me this present on our one month anniversary. Did he say it's his grandmother's? Yeah, he tried giving me an identical one on my birthday. I'd say you dodged a bullet when you two broke up. Please look at yourself first. You two flirt with boys left and right and still act all high and mighty. Get off that high horse. Ashley seemed genuinely hurt by Jane's words that it took her a while to speak up. I'm just sick and tired of being the popular girl who has to live up to everyone's expectations. It's too exhausting. I thought transferring here would mean a fresh start but everyone still has this impression of me which I can't seem to change. The rest of us looked at each other in confusion when we saw how sad Ashley's situation actually was. We didn't know there were so many downsides to being high school popular. Ashley, you know you can just be yourself, right? The world will have to accept you for who you truly are. If people don't like you, then so be it. Yeah, if they don't, that's their problem, not yours. You can't fit into a mold to please everyone, cause there's no such thing. I don't wanna agree with her, but she has a point. Let the whole world know the real Ashley, and you too, Zoe. Someday, you'll find a good guy who loves you for yourself. All right, girls, that's settled. Now, I have to deal with my own mess. Billy found out the truth and now he's been ghosting me! But I swear to God, I'm in love with this guy. Gotta go. Bye! I couldn't believe I was rooting for my saboteur and her accomplice to be together. But here I was. Go get him, tiger! The next Monday, Ashley walked to class and had lunch with me instead of Madison and her clique. And, of course, this didn't go unnoticed. You left us for her? What is she? You're not hot, sister? (laughs) Before I could clap back, Ashley stood up and unleashed her inner sass. This is me living my life as my true self. If any of you bootlickers have something to say about that, you can shove it where the sun won't shine. Sweet Mary, Jesus, and Holy Spirits! Who knew she had it in her? Her words completely decimated those hyenas. And suddenly, someone grabbed my wrist. Victor? Slow down! Where are you taking me? Besides, you got the wrong person, and also the wrong address for this. You should give it to her yourself. Actually, I sent it to the right girl, but apparently, she still hasn't opened it. Wait. What? And you're right. I should tell her myself. It's just that Billy and I made a deal that sisters are off limits, so I thought it's better to avoid you but hearing Ashley talk about being herself made me realize that I'm sick of hiding my feelings. I'm gonna make Billy see how sincere I am for you. Before I do that, Ashley, I like you. And, um, will you go on a date with me? Yes! Um, I mean, yeah, I suppose that would be cool. This is beyond my wildest dream! Not only do I have a brand new friend, but also a date with my dream guy! Fortune is finally smiling on me.
3: (laughs) I couldn't believe my eyes. A hidden camera. Right in my room. This couldn't be happening. Who installed it? And how did I not see it? Hi, my name's Susan. And you would never believe the story I'm about to tell you i wouldn't believe it either and to be honest i still don't i'll start by saying that ever since i was a kid i've been considered weird yeah my hobbies are not what you'd call ordinary i used to watch videos about conspiracy theories i believed in ghosts and the afterlife i saw signs in everything my friends and parents had gotten used to my peculiarities a long time ago my mom and dad were more concerned that I was doing well in school and not hanging with shady people. My friends, on the other hand, appreciated my sense of humor and openness. And all was well until the night when I first noticed something strange. My friends and I were coming home from the movie theater, discussing the movie and making plans. Usually, we walked together to the same intersection and then we go our separate ways home. We wished each other good night, exchanged jokes, and I turned onto my street I was in a good mood. I walked past the houses and smiled to myself, but the smile disappeared from my face when I put my hand in my pocket to get my headphones. The pocket was empty. Oh damn, I lost my headphones that my parents had given me for my birthday years ago. Maybe I dropped them on the way. (sighs) With a sigh, I headed back to the intersection, hoping that my headphones were still lying on the pavement somewhere. As I turned to the corner, however, I instantly forgot about losing them. My friends, who seemed to have gone home at the same time as I did, were standing at the same intersection where we said goodbye, arguing about something. I froze and opened my mouth to call out to my friends. Suddenly, Owen saw me. It's Susan! He yelled. The guy's faces changed, and they started running away. I was still standing at the intersection, not really sure what was going on. I had no choice but to turn around and go home, giving up on my lost headphones. So, what was that all about? I asked this question in our shared chat room. What do you mean? Owen replied immediately. Don't make a fool out of me. I saw you at the intersection. You ran away as soon as you saw me. The chat was silent for about five minutes. I saw the guys were typing something, but they never sent it. I could bet that outside of the chat, they were discussing how to respond you're making things up again susan finally wrote tori did you watch your weird reptiloid videos all night again the others responded with smiley faces oh really of course the best defense is offense and actually reptiloids do exist i'll see how these geniuses laugh when the lizards take over the planet i decided not to respond and tossed the phone aside And these are my best friends. I watched the notifications from the shared chat pop on my phone all evening. But I didn't respond. Surely, they were making wisecracks about my imagination. But the strange things didn't stop there. In the morning on my way down to breakfast, I heard my parents talking, and I almost fell down the stairs. They clearly weren't ready for me to get up so early. What do we need to talk about? Dad asked. I'd never had time to read the message. I had a lot of work to do. John, you're being irresponsible about your role. Mom answered, we need to say that Anne Jacqueline is sick and we need to visit her next week. That doesn't sound believable, to be honest. Well, what can I do? They told me to improvise and I last acted in a school play about 20 years ago. What does it all mean? What kind of roles are they talking about? Meanwhile, my parents finished their strange conversation and my mother shouted, susan breakfast is ready i had to go downstairs and pretend i didn't hear anything of course my appetite was out of the question thoughts swirled in my head one more suspicious than the next my friends obviously wanted to discuss something without me this has never happened before we always did everything together and had no secrets from each other my parents were up to something too and made up some crazy story about aunt jacqueline Just so you understand, my Aunt Jacqueline is a very rich and very unpleasant person. Even on her deathbed, she wouldn't want to have poor people like us hanging around her. So, the story my parents were going to tell me was a total fail. But that's not what surprised me. They said to improvise. Who's they? Ugh, all this weirdness is worthy of the Shane Dawson channel. I'd love to jump to a conclusion or two. But, I had absolutely no clue as to what was going on. I wanted to keep a closer eye on my parents' behavior, and I decided not to communicate with my friends at all for now. I was so offended by what they said. I was so angry that they made me look like a freak. So I'll let them hang out without me, until they admit what they did was wrong. And they can explain their bizarre behavior. Well for the next few days my parents didn't raise any suspicions as if they knew i was watching them closely we usually spent friday nights together we'd have a nice dinner and then we'd sit in front of the tv and watch a movie we have a rule in our family we take turns choosing a movie one week it was mom next week it was dad and the week after it was my turn if it wasn't for this rule i would have only survived family movie nights for a couple of months My parents would usually pick some old movie and I would almost fall asleep in the middle of it. But when it was my turn, we always had a great time. Well, at least I did. This Friday, I was out of luck. My mother, as usual, chose some old sob story. But this time, I didn't manage to get any sleep. The movie was called The Truman Show. And it was about a man who one day discovers that his whole life was a reality show. There were cameras everywhere. Every event in his life was directed by a genius producer. And the people, even those closest to him, are just actors playing parts. I forgot how to breathe. The credits were rolling on the screen. And I still couldn't get my thoughts together. Susan, is everything okay? Mom put her hand on my shoulder. Yeah. I stared at her. They said to improvise. Mom's words played in my head like a broken record, and my friends discussing something behind my back and then pretending it didn't happen. This couldn't be happening. Of course, I couldn't sleep that night. Rolling from side to side, I tried to calm down and prove to myself that there was no reality show featuring me. It was a ridiculous idea. I could write a book with my wild imagination. I decided to bring my teddy bear Barney to bed. When I was a kid, he always helped me fall asleep quickly. But at some point, I decided that sleeping with a teddy bear at my age was stupid. Since then, Barney had settled on the shelf above my desk. I haven't picked him up for such a long time, and I wish I hadn't. Once I looked at his cute face, I screamed and dropped the toy on the floor. No way! As I took Barney into my hands again and looked closely, I felt my insides freeze. A hidden camera. It was installed in the right eye of my teddy bear. Who installed it? And what was it filming? Is my whole life a scripted show? Like in that movie? My parents came running into the room. When my mom saw Barney in my arms, she gasped and stared at my dad. Why didn't you tell me the truth? I screamed. What do you mean? Dad looked at mom disapprovingly. Didn't you tell her everything? I should have, but I forgot. Susan, it's... You forgot? I threw the bear to the floor. Forgot to tell me that my whole life is a stupid reality show! And you're complete strangers to me! How could you forget that? Honey, Dad said softly, don't be so dramatic. What's he talking about? What do you mean, dramatic? Now I knew what that strange remark from Mom meant. My parents suggested we talk about this in the morning over breakfast without getting too emotional. They took Barney and cautiously left the room, clearly afraid of making me more angry. I was in shock. What was I supposed to do now? Where to go if everything around me isn't real? I grabbed my phone and opened the group chat room. My friends, for days now, have been trying in vain to work things out with me by sending me funny stickers and asking how I was doing and how long I was going to stay mad. Stay mad? I know everything. Despite the late hour, My message was immediately read by everyone in the chat room. Barry was the first to respond. I knew it was a stupid idea. Well, you should have thought of something different, Monica replied. Susan, we're sorry we tricked you. We had no other choice. Owen added a crying smiley face. I started typing, feeling tears well up in my eyes. What do you mean there was no other way out? My whole life is ruined. Now I don't know what's true and what's a lie. Who are my real friends, and who are the actors who are paid to pretend to be my friends? Uh, Sue? So? You're obviously overreacting, Tori said. I felt like smashing the phone against the wall. Overreacting? My whole life is a freaking reality show, and I'm overacting? Susan, I don't really understand what you mean. Barry stepped in again. We just wanted to surprise you. I know those headphones were there to you but the ones we got you are mind-blowing. What are their headphones? I was totally confused about what was going on. And then my friends, interrupting each other, began to tell me their vision of what was happening. As it turned out, they'd long noticed that my headphones were barely alive. Barry, Owen, Tori, and Monica decided to chip in and buy me the coolest new headphones. And to make sure I would use them, they decided to steal my old headphones. And that's what my friends did that day, at the movie theater. I swear, Sue, you're gonna go crazy when you hear those basses, raved Owen. Wait a minute, you wrote that you knew everything. what did you mean by that? I didn't know what to answer, Tori. I didn't want to look any weirder than I was. Okay, this part of the story seemed pretty believable. But what the hell was up with the camera in my room? That's what my parents told me at breakfast. We installed hidden cameras a long time ago. Mom explained. There's more than one in the house, one per room. But don't worry, we only turn them on when the whole family goes on vacation. I should have told you about it, but I forgot. I got carried away. Actually, it's strange that you've only noticed them now, dear. Daddy frowned. How do you clean your room? Again, the best defense is a good offense. But what about the one sentence that scarred me so much? Our friends invited us to a spa hotel next week. To relax, to have fun, Mom said. We were embarrassed that we weren't taking you with us. And we didn't want you to think we were tired of you. To be honest, I still didn't fully believe their explanations. Too many coincidences, don't you think? Or maybe I am living in a reality show. But then, how do I know for sure? Please, share your opinion in the comments. And if you like my story, subscribe to our channel and like this video. I stepped back in fear, thinking I was dead. With my back against the wall, I squeezed my eyes shut and couldn't hold back a scream. Now this huge hot dog was going to kill me for sure. Why did we even come out of the bunker? Hi, my name's Stacy, and I lived in a bunker with my family for 17 years. And it honestly wasn't the best idea to come out of there. But back to me and the killer hot dog, which was reaching out to me. He must have had a gun in there. I screamed even louder. And I think the hot dog himself was scared by my scream. Come on, it's just a flyer for a coffee shop. You don't have to react like that. No, I mean, I know I've pissed off everyone in this neighborhood. But your reaction, miss, is very hurtful, you know. What? You can talk? I asked with a dumbfounded expression, touching a soft hot dog. It's strange. It's made of some kind of material. Pleasant to the touch. Isn't it real? Of course I can. I'm actually a human being too, and you should respect my work. An offended hot dog threw some colorful flyers at my feet and walked away to my loud laughter. I couldn't calm down when I imagined what the whole situation looked like from the outside. And I didn't know people here dressed up in food costumes to promote the food itself. Well, that's not a bad move. I took the flyer and went to the cafe to get my free hot dog. And while I ate the tastiest food in the world, sitting at a table, I thought about my parents who are probably looking all over town for me. We came out of the bunker not long ago. Honestly, I thought I'd spend my whole life in it because mom and dad were terrified of the outside world They always told me it wasn't safe here, and I believed them, even though it made me sad. We had a lot of books in the bunker, and I read them every day, and they were so interesting and exciting. I wanted to see more and more of the outside world every day. But then, something clicked in their heads, and they realized that they couldn't keep me in isolation forever. So when I turned 17, we went out on the surface, And I was blown away by how big and noisy the world really was. Honestly, I was expecting to see vast oceans and pirates. And by the way, I did see them. Except they weren't sailing in a huge ship. They were entertaining children near some tall building. I ran up to them with a happy smile. And I told them I wanted to be a pirate too, to look for treasure. The pirate even got confused. And I took away his sword and began to scare the children, thinking that they probably want to take the chest of gold. But the children were not frightened. They laughed and shouted for joy. And one of them even took my sword and bent it. It's not real? I wondered. Of course it isn't real. The pirate grumbled. So you're not a real pirate? I was about to burst into tears. Girl, are you out of the woods? Pirate don't exist since a long time ago. Now go away and don't interfere with children's party. Not only had I been insulted, but I was disappointed in pirates. But that wasn't the worst part. I lost my head so much in joy when I saw the pirates, that I ran away from my parents and got lost. At first, panic overwhelmed me, and I couldn't breathe. The high-rises were floating in front of my eyes, and my head was spinning. But when I calmed down, I realized this was a great chance to explore the real world. I was sure my parents had limited me in many ways. And then, an epic encounter with a hot dog happened, which scared the crap out of me. Because I didn't know that food had learned to walk. But as it turned out, it was just a man who made me try a hot dog for the first time in my life. To be honest, I was getting pretty tired of canned food. When I walked out of the cafe, insanely happy. I almost got hit by a car on the road. Look where you're going! The driver shouted at me. You watch where you're going! Can't you see that the light is red? Girls aren't allowed to cross the road on red. The driver, upon hearing this, wagged his finger at my temple, and I showed him my tongue and crossed the road still, even though other cars were honking their horns. Oh, what strange rules they have! who decided to discriminate against women and forbid them to cross the road at a red light. But as soon as I stepped back from that rudeness, someone grabbed my arm. Jin, how many times do we have to look for you? We're in the middle of a photo shoot. There was a disgruntled woman standing in front of me I've never seen before in my life, but I didn't. Let's go, otherwise Alex will be furious. What's the matter with you anyway? You're dressed like you just got out of the bunker, but I am. That's a good one, Jean, but now is not the time for it. I spent the whole trip trying to explain to the stranger that she'd mistaken me with someone else. But the woman was either on the phone with someone else or she wasn't paying attention to me. We arrived at some studio. The photographer looked at me unhappily and said I looked terrible. Is everyone here so rude? I got indignant and crushed my arms. You act like it's your first day on the job, girl. Alex snorted. Run and get changed. I don't want to see that trash on you again. They took me to a room with a big mirror, and I got makeup and cool fancy clothes, which were more like shapeless rags. How are my clothes any worse? They're even better. What kind of fashion is this? During the photo shoot, Alex kept yelling at me because my posing was awful, and I didn't know how else to stand. I wanted to cry and go back to the bunker because my loving parents were waiting for me there, not angry photographers. You're crying too? You're crazy! We're gonna have to do your makeup all over again! I'm not Jin! Leave me alone! Have you been out till morning again? You feel very bad if you don't get enough sleep. That's enough! I'm leaving! They tried to stop me. Fortunately, the real Jin appeared in the studio at that time. She stared at me in utter shock. Alex and that woman were also surprised. They'd mistaken their motto with me. However, there was no apology from them. They just threw me out, calling me a fraud. How rude people are after all. After that incident, I sat down on the pavement and I cried. I was so scared. I was lost and didn't know how to find my parents. I wanted to go back to the bunker. And even though it was cramped and gloomy, it was a normal environment for me and my family. I walked down the street as far as I could see until I met a policeman. Seeing my condition, he asked me what had happened i told him the details of my situation he didn't believe me about the bunker but he promised to find my parents they took me to the police station where i spent full 24 hours but it was worth it because the next night my parents came to pick me up stacy honey we're so glad we found you we were so worried me too i hugged mom and dad and i cried tears of joy The policeman asked me sternly if it was true that we were living in a bunker i just wanted to say that it was true my father interrupted and said that a bunker is what we call our little provincial town later my parents explained to me that we shouldn't tell outsiders where we lived are we going back to the bunker no my daughter my mother said and she stroked my head we'll live here now i was very upset because i didn't like this world at all in the books It was different, but in reality, it was noisy and dusty and terribly cruel. Turns out, my parents had an apartment all along. We started living there. At first, it was very hard for me to fall asleep in a soft bed, going out to the store every day and standing in huge lines. But most of all, for some reason, it was the loud music that scared me. I wanted to hide from it as quickly as possible. Also, It seemed very strange to me that people would ask me how I was doing. But when I started to tell them my life story, they didn't listen to me at all. How silly. They asked, didn't they? However, I really liked the internet. But when I started using it, I ran into some scammers. They stole all the money from my dad's account that I'd been saving in there for 20 years. Can you believe it? I was so ashamed. I even tried to lie about having nothing to do with it. You think the money disappeared on its own? Dad frowned. Of course! The internet is so unpredictable and confusing! But in the end, Dad cracked me up, and only scolded me for lying to him. That's how we ended up with no money. I was insanely ashamed of what I'd done, and I wanted to give my father back all his savings. But how? I don't know how to do anything! I didn't even go to school! They probably wouldn't hire me without it. However... Good luck turned to me. One day, I met the very same Gin in a store. The girl recognized me and apologized for the way I'd been treated so rudely. And then, she made me a lucrative offer. Since we looked so much alike, we could do a couple's photo shoot. That would be awesome. The PR people would come up with a story about missing twins who meet up years later. But that's a lie. I objected. Yeah, but why do we care? They'll pay a lot that's all that matters do you agree of course I said yes after all our family needed the money but I really didn't like modeling everyone yelled at me they were always pulling my hair and I had to pose for hours at a time oh it was exhausting Jin on the other hand was happy with everything she once told me that we were making a lot of money now and she was giving half of it to me But then I found out by chance that she wasn't giving me half of what she earned, but only a third. Even she lied to me, although I trusted her, told her about the problems in the family. But Jin was devoid of empathy, and she cared more about making money than about my trouble. After that, I quit my job, even though I needed the money. Our family would get by somehow. But I wasn't going to put up with the lie, because I knew that if you've been cheated once, then they would cheat you the second and third time. My parents learning about this situation supported me and then made an appointment to see a psychologist because every day in the big city I was getting worse and worse. Thanks to therapy I stopped being afraid of music, big buildings and the strange people that were all around me and I finally started using the subway and I even felt comfortable there. The subway was underground It reminded me remotely of my home bunker. Later, when our family had money, my parents hired me a homeschooling teacher so I wouldn't look too stupid at 17. That's how drastically my life changed when I came out of the bunker. I'm used to it now. And I remember my past adventures with laughter. How would you feel in the big city after living in isolation? Write your answers in the comments. Click the bell so you don't miss new stories. And like this video.